Good morning. This is Jim Colburn with Commodity Research Group. I'm with Andy LeBeau, also of Commodity Research Group, and we're here to talk about energy markets. To learn more about us, you can check out our website, commodityresearchgroup.com, where we post our podcasts and blog. We would like to thank our friends at EKT Interactive Oil and Gas Training for hosting this podcast. Check out their newsletters, podcasts, and learning modules at ektinteractive.com. This podcast should be construed as market commentary, merely observing economic, political, and market conditions, and is not intended to refer to or endorse any particular trading system, strategy, or recommendation. We are not responsible for trading decisions taken by anyone. Information is not guaranteed to be accurate. This is not an offer to buy or sell any derivative. Today is January 14th. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Jim. And uh, happy new year to you and all our listeners. We haven't really, we haven't done a, uh, an energy markets blog between the two of us uh, in, in a while. So, uh, Let's get let's get at it. There's been a lot going on in, in the uh, oil market since our last podcast. Yeah, I feel like it's already January 14th. This time <laughs> time is flying. Andy, why don't we start out with the OPEC meeting? Uh, Saudi Arabia cutting back a million barrels a day for February and March. I mean, that's just summarize what that's all about. Well, uh, yeah, that that was a um, obviously a very big surprise to the uh, to the market. You remember, Jim, we were going into that meeting with uh, Russia talking about wanting to increase production by uh, another half million barrel a day uh, in, in February and March after the uh, half million barrel a day increase in, uh, in January. Kazakhstan also talking about an increase and there had been, you know, Iraq, UAE, Kuwait, uh, all had been uh, all have been jonesing really to uh, increase production. So the market was really going into this OPEC meeting expecting an increase in, in production coming at the same time that it had expected that demand in, in the first quarter was, was going to soften. So as I said, it was it was a gr- really a, a great diplomatic move by the Saudis saying, you know what, we are going to cut production by a million barrels a day, thereby uh, allowing a slight increase to uh, Russia and Kazakhstan. And we believe, looking at the uh, supply-demand balances, that prices should stay relatively steady, which may, you know, which, which may prevent increases in the, rest of, in the rest of the group. So it really was a great move by the, by the Saudis. And the market took it that way rallying very sharply because it was totally really unexpected and um i i think uh what it what it's done is it's added some discipline to the group certainly uh seeing saudi taking a hit or you is probably not going to give you incentive to increase production right now and uh also it takes out uh some of the loss in demand you know saudi's trying to match production with with demand, which brings up uh, another major point here, how well really uh, OPEC plus has done over the last six months, really, since since the price war, six to nine months, Jim, in um, 
trying to manage the market. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, you have to give them kudos. I mean, well, they, they've really done a, they've done a good job. After the, yeah, after they totally messed up. Right. <laughs> you know, early, like well, March, March and April of last year, uh, they, 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 they're doing well now. Yes. And the, the EIA, so, so the Saudis are trying to manage this uh, supply demand thing going forward. And, and um, the EIA came out with their short-term energy outlook on Tuesday. And this is something we talked about right from the get-go is that it's, you know, it's all about the, uh, the virus. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the difficulty that uh, producers certainly and refiners uh, have are going to have and have had in second half 20 and certainly all th through 2021 as, as we look ahead is uh, trying to figure out, you know, wh where, where demand is going to be, you know, or certainly right now in, uh, in first quarter, uh, with uh, growing lockdowns, and, we, and we've already seen, uh, and we'll talk to about that later on uh, U.S. gasoline demand, but certainly, you know, first quarter 2021 20, is, is going to be very difficult. And then uh, as we move into second quarter and third quarter, obviously uh, demand will be very well correlated with economic activity, which will be correlated with how quickly uh, the vaccine is, is uh, distributed and how quickly, you know, how, how quickly uh, we can grow the service sector, jobs, travel, you know, all, all in, a, in a big, you know, in a big unknown. And it, it may be, you know, you look at where these demand estimates are uh, and you look at the difference, say, just with, with OPEC and the EIA, you know, they're millions of barrels apart, millions of barrels a day. Apart, I look at my, I look at doing my own balances, and uh, which you know I, I used to do, I used to do the balances, you know, a few times a quarter, you know. Now, Jim, I'm doing them like almost daily, you know, trying to, oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to, trying to figure out, you know, wh where these uh, demand numbers are. Well, I, you know, I was saying that uh, to you earlier today. The EIA has a uh, forecast of uh, fifty-three dollars for uh, Brent, I guess, uh, starting in the. Uh, he said from the sec second quarter of this year on through the end of 2022. So it's, it's almost like God uh, throwing up their hands and saying, you know, we, we have no idea. So let's just go with this price forever and ever. Right. Yeah. So th what they did, so they took this, basically they took the spot price, right? Yeah. And took it out and said, uh, all right, you know, it's just going to be 53 through, through 22. Yeah. I think they said that, through it, was yeah, yeah, 22. Yeah. yeah. This is, wow. this is their first uh, shot at, at 2022. I thought, you know, you, you get a you get an estimate like that. You don't what they don't publish is a standard deviation around that. I, uh, right. You know, it's, right. It's, I'm, I'm going to write an article on uh, get getting tripped up on standard deviation. It's it's unbelievable. It's one of the first statistics you uh, you learn in the st statistics 101 is the standard deviation, and and people just everywhere kind of get tripped on it. So including um, uh, 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 political polls. But anyway. Was that the Brent price or the TI price? Dude? I believe that was Brent. Brent. Yeah. All right. Brent, yeah. You know what? If the EIA is right, I think the uh, I think the Saudis and OPEC plus would be delirious because 53 would be a, would be a good price for them because it really, um, you know, it, the revenues will be 
okay, certainly better than, than last year. And it will discourage, you know, it should discourage uh, a lot of growth in, uh, you know, at least from here, from the, the shale producers, you know, it works for shale producers, but it's not going to really, you know, move the needle like say half a million barrels a day or a million barrels a day, you know, that, that's probably 53 is probably a couple of hundred thousand barrels a day in, uh, in growth. So, um, you know, if, if that's, that would be a, that would be a, a big win if that number is right. But I think both of us know something <laughs> Yeah. Well, <that's, laughs> as is the rest of the market. Right. right. You, you don't want to, you want to sell a $53 straddle as far as out as you can based on the EIA's projection, projected right. price. Right. right. And I, I'm not, listen, I don't, I'm not, putting down them as analysts. I think they're great, but it's just the, the, the world we live in right now. Right. I think they do a fantastic job also. It's, it's you know, it's, it's really difficult to, uh, to predict price. And, and all we have to do is look at, is, is look at 2020, right? I don't, I don't think anyone, anyone, if anybody said that they saw oil trading negative right. in 2020, you know, at the, at the uh, you know, the end of 2019, yep. you know, they're basically full of it. Well, it's, you know, as, as we were uh, youngsters back in the 80s, I kind of fell in love with this uh, options market. And one of the reasons was early on, I think it was 1989, when we had a, uh, prices were around $14. We had a, a very successful OPEC meeting. Uh, they agreed on cutting back and quota systems, stuff like that. And the price rallied over 10% out of the meeting, you know, absolute small number and volatility got crushed. And there was, um, there was one trader on the, I think it was on the floor that blew out because volatility imploded. And I, and we said, you know, that's, that usually, it's usually the other way around. It's usually people sell vol, they sell strangles and uh, for, for months and months and then the market blows up and, and they blow up. So it was kind of like, wow, this thing is different. And then Gulf War One, you know, we had, uh, th that was a crazy, crazy time. And um, you said, these, these oil markets are, you know, you, you thought you saw it all, you know, and, and then this year, they characterize it as the year that people were paying money for the right to sell something for nothing. And I said, I, I never thought I'd, I'd see that happen. But like you said, negative prices will, uh, will do that. So it's been an incredible 2020. We don't expect the same for 2021. And uh, before we get into the details, uh, I just want to talk about the EIA, these, these monthly, we, we look at the, uh, the big three, as you call them, the uh, EIA, the IEA, and OPEC. And OPEC released their monthly uh, oil report today. But the, um, you know, the EIA also shows their changes from last month. And it, and it gets kind of confusing because if you look at their inventory, these, these would be the changes from last month's estimates. They, they bumped up inventories 1.5% for, I assume, at the end of 2020. And for 2021, they bumped up their ending inventories at one plus 1.4%. So all the changes that they made in supply and demand turns out the inventory is going up. So that number by itself should be a, you would think would be a bearish report because, you know, you're, you're looking at the changes from last month. However, it does show inventories going down. 
and demand going up. So the report, so it's kind of like, okay, yes, they're, they're, they've increased inventories, but we're in this crazy situation that they're, you know, they're just trying to catch up to the numbers. And, and so how, do you, how are you reading the num? Let's t- just take the report overall, the, the EIA report. How are you looking at that as sort of new information to the market? And what does it mean for prices? And then we'll dig down into the... Well, I was reading the uh, I was reading the report yesterday when it, when I uh, or two days ago when the market was uh, up a gar- uh, was unexpectedly up a, up a dollar and uh, you know I, I reporter called me and he said you know what what's going on and I said well I happen to be reading the uh, short term energy outlook right now and I I'll tell you what I wouldn't be buying it based on the uh, STEO. I mean, it right. wasn't, you know, it wasn't overtly bearish or, or bullish, you know, from, I, I think what you take away from, from the market, from the EIA numbers, uh, if, if we looked at it in, in, on a macro, you know, just take the, the very big picture on, on stocks, on global stocks, you know, they, they have a fairly, you know, they, they saw global stocks drawing pretty rapidly in, in second half of uh, 2020 and also into the first quarter of, uh, of 2021 over, you know, two, 2 million barrels a day each quarter. But then they see that stock draw moderating uh, the second quarter only down like half a million. And then second half, they, they actually have stocks like, like unchanged. So, you know, I think what it, it definitely does help to explain some of the certainly a lot of the the uh, recovery we've seen in in uh, you know in price if stocks did actually draw that much uh, in the second half. I don't. My numbers aren't quite that big, Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, our numbers, the CRG numbers, aren't quite that big. But you know, the, the OPEC two is showing a draw. Uh, the the OPEC uh, oil market report, which came out today, also showing a uh, a pretty good draw in, in um, second half and also into first half 2021. And you know th- th- that's actually what we're you know that's what we're moving on, right? That, that's why the market has 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 come back this this uh, strongly because of that uh, you know that Saudi output cut uh, has now at least for the first quarter has shown us you know ha- has at least is you know one would expect or analysts like myself are expecting you know a bigger draw than we had obviously than, than we had had uh into uh into december you know the other thing uh, you you read and we could talk about this on, on the, the details of, of the eia report at least you know the one thing people really are laser focused on this eia report is uh, U.S. crude production. You right. know, I, I'd say out of any number in this report that in the EIA uh, short-term energy outlook, that is that is always the bold headline, yeah, right? Yes, right. reported. Yep. That's the one where you know the reporters are. You know, EIA says U.S. production is going to do this. You know, in in 2021 or 20, You know, that that's so to me. You know, that that's the first number that I always look at. Let's let's kind of make it the second number we look at. Let's just take a look uh, following through with uh, uh, OPEC production. 
and and your balances what are you working with say past the first quarter i mean once once they cut back a million and then another million in feb and march what do you see for the rest of the year and i and i know it's uh depends on vac the vaccine and gdp but what's what's your what do you, what's your expectations for the for the opec production yeah this is again this is a, a one of the major unknowns in the in the market where they're you know how they're going to increase production as the uh year goes you know as the year unfolds uh first quarter right now opec production they just came out with their opec came out with their number and the fourth quarter well it was 25.3 is the um you know was the december number and the fourth quarter number came out to be it was 24.9 for october november and december but that comes up with a, a lower you know october number was low and, and november and december they've been increasing production in uh first quarter uh, you know i i have a net increase from fourth quarter of 200 because I'm they're increasing by 500, and we, we are going to get some some added barrels probably out of Libya. And then in second and third quarter, yeah, one would expect that uh, they're going to start unwinding this this production agreement, uh, assuming prices remain here in the in the uh, 50s. Uh, and you know, I see, I see OPEC production going up up into the like by by third quarter up by 1.2 million barrels a day and then you know a little bit more into the fourth quarter but but Jim that's all unknown you know and that and that's you know that adds obviously adds a lot of uncertainty as as much as they want to try to manage the market but the uncertainty on the production side you know pales uh, at the uncertainty on the on the demand side right and and, you know I'm showing you know my numbers I'm showing roughly from roughly a million barrels a day growth uh, each quarter in uh, 2021, which is you know it's close to where the EIA and the and the uh, OPEC numbers are, and I have draws, Jim. I, I have draws all year. Right. So um, you know we're, we're looking for uh, stocks to draw by. You know I have an average of around 800 to 900 thousand barrels a day for the whole year. Yeah, and, um, is, and you know that's constructive, but yes. the thing is, you know, I could it could easily be off by a million barrels a day anywhere, and that and right, uh, I, I think that's you know that's that's the challenge for OPEC. Yeah, they're uh, it's I guess they're going to be following demand, and yet they have this excess supply that it's probably um, the biggest. I guess twenty twenty was big, but twenty twenty one they'll have plenty of uh, excess supply to uh, to lay on the market should it uh, start getting a little frothy. I would guess. Yeah, the I think they're um, you know I, I think they've got five million barrels a day uh, in reserve in reserve, which is pretty high for OPEC. Right. So yeah, I mean you can get production increases from the Saudis, UAE. Iraq, they all have spare capacity. And on the non-OPEC side, uh, certainly, you know, we'll see where, you know, how long Russia is going, is going to want to stay where they're at. Because remember, they've cut, they've cut back by over a million barrels a day. Right. So, you know, they've, they've more or less, they've been close to where they're supposed to be producing. Um, they're over what, what their quote is. But, you know, how, how uh, we don't know 
you know, what price is it going to take for those barrels to uh, to come out? Uh, and, and whether or not, you know, whether they still want to, you know, how the OPEC plus alliance continue wants to play out, you know, because again, I, I, the Saudis took the hit here. Right. Uh, you know, so, you know, um, they'll have some leverage going forward. And their next, uh, you said their next meeting is in March or April? Yeah, the next meeting is March. And that's, that's, uh, was that a technical meeting? That is, uh, yeah, I think it's a technical meeting. I mean, they're they're basically setting strategy for the next, you know, for the next quarter. Yeah. So um, it's amazing you know, how uh, how their meetings have evolved since the old days, where they was just hush, 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 and then they go into the ministerial meeting and come out with something. And now, you know, they they I don't know they talk to the press. They I guess there's, you know, they lay the groundwork. It's you know, it's pretty. Uh, uh, it, it's almost like the Fed, you know, they have the Fed minister, uh, Fed governors going around making speeches and you get, you get all these clues and then, uh, and then they come out with the meeting and, and, you know, it's, they've done a great job, I think. Well, this last meeting was, you know, was a, was a complete surprise. Complete surprise. That's true. Uh, yeah. You know, they didn't, they, <laughs> that, that cut wasn't in the, no. wasn't in the trial balloons that they usually right. try to put out. And I think the market was discounting, as I said earlier, yeah, the market was discounting an increase. Right, it came out with a decrease. Right. You know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we came out, and we came up with a nice, you know, a nice rally. And that uh, that affected the curve as well, right? I mean, oh yeah, um, it's been moving up. It's been moving up. It didn't. It didn't shoot up. Uh-huh. You know, it's 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 been it's been moving up anyway. But I think yeah. some of that's the, the hedging activity in the back of the curve. Right. You know, which is. Again, getting back to the U.S. production numbers, and, yes. that, and that fits into the whole, you know, to the to the non-OPEC story. You know how it, U.S. production, the EIA has us basically flat here for many months. You know, we're right now, uh, according to the last weeklies, we're at 11 million barrels a day. Right, and uh, they are they're keeping they have us uh, in 2021 basically right around 11 million barrels a day until um, fourth quarter. And even then they only have us increasing by a couple of hundred thousand. I, I don't think that's right. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think production is going to be higher than that. Yeah. I see that. I see the number 11, one for the whole year. So that's uh, right. Yeah. Right. What's, what are you coming out with? What are you- I think it's going to be closed. And, and that 11, one, right. And that gets November. They have 11, three in December. They have 11, three also. So I mean that that's where the real growth is. I think I think it's going to be clo- I think it's going to be um, closer to eleven two or or maybe even eleven three. OPEC has eleven four in the in this last report, but they're they're they've they've been higher than than what the uh, the EIA has been. You know, Jim, we're, we're getting a lot of um, there's been a lot of preaching out of the uh, shale producers about their discipline and you know, <laughs> capital capital constraints right you know maybe that's so you know maybe maybe that's so but i'm sure that you know that we could see the hedging activity uh in in the back of the in the back of the curve which now now we see 2021 over 50 dollars so i don't know if you remember we we have taught over our careers we talked to many uh oil producers and you know they would they would describe themselves if you if you lock them in a room with 
you know, turn the lights out, no stimulus at all. They, they just start getting more bullish. Right. You know, that's just their nature. It's their nature. (laughs) And certainly, yeah, they have not, they certainly have been, uh, you know, they haven't been a great investment, you know, for for years here, but maybe there will, maybe there will be some capital constraints, but certainly, uh, there are capital constraints, but certainly, you know, we see the, um, you know, the rig count has uh, increased um, significantly from the August lows. Ducks have come and have come off. Costs continue to to come down, making break evens lower. So, um, you know, yeah. I, I I think a hundred, at least a hundred a day more than what the EIA has here is. is could yeah. even be conservative, Jim. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, EIA is talking about the uh, the, the uh, production curves. They're pretty uh, steep. Right, right. The know. depletion curves. The depletion, right. yeah. So that yeah. Uh, offsets. You know, even if you get more rigs out there, it's it's not going to be enough to offset the declines. So right. That, I think that's where they're coming from. But right. But we're also going to see growth in uh, offshore. Um, certainly this spring and, and fall, we'll see growth offshore, you know, assuming that we're not going to have hurricanes with uh, Greek letters, you know, ne- next year. Because we, lo- we lost a lot of production uh, in, um, you know, during hurricane season. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, um, in July, we were producing almost 11 million barrels a day. Uh, at the height of hurricane season in October, we were down to 10.4. And now we've... Um, recovered to 11. So um, why don't we kind of, do, do you want to say anything else more about U.S. oil production? No, I think, I think that, I think we've covered that. Yeah. So why don't we talk about uh, demand and what are, what are you looking at? Again, we've, we've talked about the uncertainty, but uh, let's, let's, why don't we just talk about where you see uh, oil demand going over the next year? You, you well, have a gra- gradual. You said gradual increase. Yeah, I have. Yeah, a, gra- a gradual increase. It could be. Maybe it'll be more than a gradual increase, or yeah. or less. Again, yeah. a lot of that because the the loss in demand for last year was, you know, transport fuels. Right. Uh, you know, diesel has done. Diesel hung in there because the manufacturing sector has been so strong. So di- diesel demand last year was. I don't know. I think it, it ended up being. Uh, Unchanged, a little bit higher in the in the U.S. globally, probably a little bit lower, but it, it wasn't horrendous. I mean, the big losses were gasoline and jet fuel, and um, you know their their recovery is based on you know how quickly we can you know it's based it's going to be based on how quickly the the vaccine is distributed. Yeah, uh, jet is going to take. I think jet's going to take a while, Jim. Yeah, I, it's a it's a good uh, you know. Um... I have to say, I live in New York, and um, I was just able to sign up for a, a vaccine appointment, which was which is March third. And I'm thinking, you know, I th- think of that old Seinfeld episode where he tries to rent a car. You you know, you, they know how to make the reservations. They don't know how to keep the reservations. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not confident that I'm going to get back a vaccine then. But <laughs> but if I do, and I get the you know the second one, I'm going to be I got some pent up demand to do some traveling. So right, we all, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but I have, you know, I kind of have to wait for my wife. So, to, you know, it's kind of like 
is it when is it, it's not going to be like a switch going off it's going to i don't think i mean it's, it's going to be more like a a, ro a rolling thunder i don't know so yeah it, it, it's hard to, it's hard to predict um you know it's going to happen it, i think it's going it, to yeah happen. it's definitely it's going to happen but are we going to get back to you know pre 2019 levels well the eia says we won't you know right. and or does opec until right. 20 22 right uh and i think that that's probably right i mean we're, we're you know business travel yeah there's certainly a lot of pent-up demand but is that you know is that is behavior going to change yeah right. uh we, definitely you know, it will yes we, it will right yeah. i mean uh, we've just and gutted out so many you know hospitality type jobs that um you know there's a major hole in our economy that has to be sort of uh uh, addressed and and uh, I'm, I, I you know that leads us to all this uh, in, infrastructure spending or, or just spending in general. That's uh, you know it, we used to worry about uh, billions of dollars. Now it's now we're up to trillions and and it's not a problem. Well, so yeah, and that's another factor. You know how will the uh, this fiscal stimulus that's definitely coming, or if I shouldn't say definite, right? <laughs> that, that. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody's a Keynesian now. Right, everyone's a Keynesian, but how will that, you know, how will the, um, you know, how will this new stimulus package, you know, affect petroleum demand? It should help, yeah. right? But, you know, we need, we certainly need jobs. I mean, that's a, that's a key component for, uh, for gasoline. Right. Um, gasoline but the cracks have been doing well and I, I don't i don't get that and yeah that's been a that's been a hard one to explain that the cracks i i think you know particularly the diesel cracks you know one thing that's really worrying about this market is distillate uh stocks built have, have built by 15 u.s stocks have built by 15 million barrels over the last three weeks we're not in horrendous shape uh, on distillate but you know, we're 10 million now over the five-year average and day supply are like three and a half over the, for the three over the five-year average. So, but yet, you know, we, we, the, the cracks have, have been pretty, have hung in there. Yeah. Uh, they've rallied. Gasoline cracks too have, have rallied. And I think, you know, the, the, the main, I think what's happened and, and that refiners have really um, kept runs uh, well below year year ago levels. You know they, they, they've they've exercised some some uh, incredible discipline on it, on, you... on uh, their crude runs uh, because you know margins were crummy and now margins are increasing. So we'll see. You know, and runs are beginning to, to creep up. Um, gasoline production is beginning to, to increase. So we'll, we'll see. But, um, but have haven't some of the refineries uh, been mothballed? Yeah, yeah, refineries have been mothballed, and that's just not in the U.S. That's around the world. Globally, yeah, globally. globally. But you know, we're we're still getting, um, you know, refinery capacity is probably they're being these. You know, what's happening is we're seeing um, some of these old inefficient plants here in the U.S. and and in Europe be replaced by uh, new new capacity in Asia uh, mm -hmm. that are way more you know way more efficient and uh, you know the diesel machines really and petrochemical machines and that that's another story altogether is petrochemical demand 
right. last year was pretty good, and I think next year is is going to be you know continue to be uh, continue to be pretty strong. Got some new you know there's some new pet chem plants in uh, in China uh, that you know that's all that's replaced some of these you know some of these really mid 20th century maybe even earlier you know 20th <laughs> century refineries you know here here in the here in the US well the process of distilling has been around a long time that's for sure it's not always for oil but uh anyway um so the the bottom line that i'm getting from listening to you and the bottom line that i'm getting from the EIA and I haven't looked at OPEC yet is that even though we're you know we have a vaccine it's starting to roll out we are facing increasing cases but the, the again the bottom line is tremendous uncertainty ahead as to when demand starts picking up and we come out of this right and you know where are we you know, looking at uh, global stocks, you know, again, as I mentioned, how quickly are we going to draw them? Uh, we built earlier in this year, we probably built close to a billion barrels of uh, global stocks, and we're slowly but surely drawing them off. But we're, we still probably have four or 500 million excess. Maybe it's less. Uh, that's the thing with these numbers. You don't, you don't know. But I, I think you're right, Jim. The, the, big, the big story is where we don't, you know, we're trying to anticipate where this demand is going to go is, is going to be, you know, it's going to be a moving target. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe difficult for, or maybe it won't be, they've done or they've done all right so far for OPEC to try to manage going forward. Um, I'll just throw in some options stuff here. It's almost like I'm not getting really good clues as to what's going on uh, or what people are thinking in general. Just maybe the last couple of days on, on into these uh, rallies, um, starting to see more um, open interest gains in the puts than the calls, but not a big way. We've had volumes over 100,000, uh, not so much yesterday, but it has gotten over 100,000, which has become, uh, you know, it's it's a good you know, it's not dead, but it's, I wouldn't say the market's going crazy. Seen a little bit of uh, uh, spread options uh, trade. Uh, the the uh, April, May, June plus 50 calls, those are kind of like, I think they're kind of like lottery tickets for these things and people buying those looking for obviously more backwardation and people selling them probably saying no way. I think you, if, you, if I had to coax some, something uh, out of you, you might, would rather be on the sell side of those, Andy. Yeah. In terms of backward, you don't see backwardation in April, May, June getting up to plus fifty. Well, of course, anything's possible, but anything's possible. You know, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm, you know, at least first quarter, I, I think um, crude stocks are going to continue. Are going to grow here, so, uh, I, you know, I, I don't see a big backwardation though. Yeah, and the, you know, the the biggest uh, CSO uh, spread option is is the April minus 50 put with 20, 29,000 open interest, but those traded a while ago. So again, I'm not, you know, I don't want to spend much time on this. Uh, implied vol for the second month is around 32, 33%, which is the long-term average. And um, that's kind of, that's what happens when the market rallies. We see, a, you know, vols come in 
market, you know, market more imbalance. And I think it's too early, you know, to see any kind of option play ahead of these uh, OPEC meetings in, um, you know, March and April. Uh, maybe we'll uh, keep an eye on those because sometimes you see uh, an option that's not allied for a meeting get crushed and vol and, and the one behind it gets bid up, but uh, not seeing that at all. Yeah, so vols are down around their uh, long-term average. That's about it. Well, um, I guess it's not surprising that vols moved, you know, came off, as you said, the markets rallied. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have a lot of uncertainty ahead on, on these, you know, as, as we've mentioned on, on where we're going on, on both sides, you know, in supply and demand, but you know, the, it doesn't seem like there is, you know, that, that that uncertainty is so great that it could lead to to the market, you know, really coming off hard. You know, that that at this point, looking at these balances, you know, I I, I don't see like a real market unraveling. Right. Uh, you know, unless you know, unless Russia comes out and says we want to go back to, you know, we want to, we want our million barrels a day, but it doesn't seem like they will because the strategy has worked. Right. Uh, so, Andy, let me last question for you that I have is um, there's talk. Started seeing a press about uh, talk about a commodity super cycle, and uh, who's the speaking of Russia? The is it Kondrakov? I forget the guy's name. His wave theory that. Uh, you know, they're, they're looking at the, you know, commodities haven't done well. GDP uh, is way over where, where the commodity indexes are on a historical basis. Um, what, what's your, what do you think of those kind of arguments that the, we're in some kind of soup, we're entering a super cycle? Jim, you know what? I think we've gotten caught on this on this one before, right? <laughs> on the, on the uh, you know, on, on the super cycle and I guess... <laughs> You know, and, and we've certainly over the last three or four years, you know, we've certainly been looking for the inflation. Right. You know, and, that, and, and that hasn't happened, although certainly metals have, have had a, uh, you know, had, have had a major rally. I mean, you look at um, just our our part of the world, you know, you look at you, you look at petroleum and I, you know, I, I, I because there is still spare capacity, you know, within uh, OPEC and certainly here in the U.S., you know, we can ramp it. We certainly have shown that we're able to to ramp it up uh, and, you know, look, going forward into the into the 2020s, you know, the demand outlook is certainly uncertain as we head into the second half of the second half of the decade. So I, I'm yeah, I, I, I'm not sure petroleum is, is going to participate in uh, a super cycle. You, Jim? What do you yeah, think? I, I, you know, I agree. It's uh, I think each each individual commodity has its own uh, fundamentals. There could be some kind of I mean, obviously, economic activity has a lot to do with their correlations. You know, my my feeling is if you think, you know, if you think the dollar is going to be weak, why why would you buy? commodities why not sell the dollar at, you know so i don't you <laughs> right. know I, but, but when they when they do correlate it's usually some third factor to going on so so yeah I, I i agree i think i think uh you know there there are reasons there are sort of macro reasons and then there's individual stories and i think oil's got a little bit of both as as you say and that that excess opec capacity would would have me you know, you, you 
if you if you see if you're getting a rally if you're bullish you get you you play it you get the market go up i'd say you know there's there's a opec's going to release some oil at the next meeting so you know be careful that's all right that that's exactly yeah i mean yeah so so, so basically I, yeah i could see the market moving up i'm not looking for uh some kind of super blast no um, something would happen to uh you know they'd have to be a the geopolitical upset or right uh you know so something like that and and certainly you know if you if you've looked at the history of petroleum that's certainly a definitely a possibility yes <laughs> uh, um, you know, and who knows later in the year you know as as, as iran starts grabbing the, the headlines we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there but i think that's for another podcast jim do you want do you want to make a couple quick comments on uh, the Biden administration, the energy transition, what it means for oil. Do you want to hold that off till uh, next month? Uh, I, I think why don't we, why don't we hold that off till, till next month? Um, you know, we'll have some clear, you know, we'll have something clear from the, the Biden administration. You know, as, as I was trying to allude to, I think the, obviously this Iran nuclear deal is going to be uh, moving to the forefront you know, as, as we head into 2021. Um, and certainly the, there's going to be a lot of green elements to the uh, Biden administration's uh, view. But let's not forget that uh, some of the biggest increases in uh, crude oil production ever mm -hmm. uh, came under the Obama-Biden administration. Of course. So, um, yeah. You know, you, and, you, I, and if you think about, if I just throw at you, infrastructure do you do you in your head do you vision all these wonderful beautiful lit up bridges or do you do you think of the big dig in Boston? <laughs> <laughs> you know billions of dollars across overruns so yeah it's we'll take it we'll take it uh, step by step Andy. we'll take it step by step but i think the infrastructure a lot of the infrastructure spending is is probably going to move towards more you know carbon capture type stuff right the, and, and greener right greener stuff than which uh, we oil need. drilling, yes. which we need. We yeah. need it, right? We do need it. Very good. Uh, Andy LeBeau, anything else? I'm going to sign off. Uh, no, if you want, if you have any questions, uh, yes. if you get, feel free to get a hold of me at alebow, A-L-E-B-O-W, at commodityresearchgroup.com. Go to our website, commodityresearchgroup.com. Jim posts a couple of times a week on, on the blog and that, that's always interesting and um we will see you next month great thanks sandy very much